reporting live from the gutter, the BB podcast with BBA and potatoes. What is up, y'all? Algo, what season are we on? Sorry, potatoes. What season are we on? I don't even know. Uh, first of all, before we even start, I want to apologize to all our faithful BB listeners out there because we just hit the definition of a low-budget podcast mistake. We already already had season two, episode one, out on the iTunes podcast store, but uh, kind of had our misnomer in our hype video where we said this is the beginning of season two, so we'll just roll up the punches. We'll call it season 2.1 and go from there. All right, and much love for all the people who loved our intro video. I got a lot of good feedback, a lot of people who loved it, a lot of what was that, what did I just watch, and <laughs> loved it, man. That was awesome. Good job, Potatoes. A big, big ups to BBA for the production quality of that video. That was amazing. All I did was Sorry, I pretty much just made threes, which, I mean, I just do that on a daily basis, and, uh, you know, he just carried the torch there, so BBA. Big Much finger was for you. All right. Finger snaps. All right, dude, let's get into it. We've got a lot to talk about. We do. We do. Um, what do you want to start out with? I mean, it's obviously been a, a little little minute before, uh, well, since we've been on this uh, podcast here. A lot has happened on the, over the offseason since Golden State won the championship. Uh, we definitely have to address your rocks and currently where they are right now with the offseason moves and top of the West, which should feel pretty good. I see some concern in your face because you're a very cynical fan, but we'll talk about that. Obviously, there's the Kyrie-LeBron saga, uh, Russell getting new help in OKC, <clears throat> a lot of hoodie mellow, or maybe a little bit, um, for a few listeners out there who who, who matter. And, <clears throat> um, you know, I'm going to spice it up this season with a few tricks in our bag, maybe some shout-outs, um, some games we'll play, some trivia. So we'll see. All right. Let's start with the biggest story of the offseason, Kyrie Irving. What do you think that people are not talking about with regards to what actually happened in Cleveland? I don't – I think people have a good handle on what, what went down. Um, I, you think it's not personal? <clears throat> there's always going to be the LeBron conspiracy theorists who say that he's the mastermind behind all of this and every move he's made in his whole career and that – you know, him and Kyrie are really bros, especially after the first game when they dapped up at the end. They did their old, the old, like, Cleveland handshake, and it wasn't like anything happened. Um, I don't know. That I, looked forced. That looked yeah, extremely I, forced to me. It, it, I just don't know. I I think that there's, there's always going to be those people who say LeBron and him are cool. I think he just wanted to be the man somewhere else, and he's a smart guy. He went to Duke for about three days, but uh, he... <laughs> He, uh, I think he just wanted, he saw Boston as a good up and coming team, good market, a lot of good history there and just want to be the man, which I don't blame him for at all. And he's definitely getting that opportunity right now with, uh, hopefully he makes the full recovery. Gordon Hayward out for, yeah, that was I, huge. I don't even, oh my goodness. That was one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. It don't kind of reminded anybody. So at first when I saw that, the angle of the, the first picture I initially saw was like, his foot was still in his shoe and the sock was covering everything. So I didn't really see how bad it was. And I saw a different angle of how his foot moved throughout the play. And I was like, damn, that is, that is probably a, 
a top five gruesome basketball in- injury I've seen. Like this, Paul George, who's who's a kid from Louisville, Kevin Ware. Kevin Ware. God, like like this was up there for me. Yeah. At least. I don't understand. How do you not cry <clears throat> when you get hurt like that? None of them did. I would have been bawling. You would have been bawling because you're not a baller. Oh. oh. Already. Season <laughs> well, 2.1, we're all taking 2. shots. 1. Four minutes and 25 seconds in, we're taking shots. <laughs> but Have missed the beat, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, do you think – all right. So, no, Boston is definitely a team to watch out for right now. Number one in Dwayne, the East, right? Dwayne Wade, how much of an is he actually a difference maker on the Cavs? I don't think now. Like, there's no way to tell right now. Cleveland is kind of in a mess, which they seem like they perennially perennially are uh, mid season. And I think, I think that they're going to pull it together like they do, or any LeBron team does um, later in the season. Say like, there's 20 games left. They start to kick it in gear. Maybe get Isaiah back. D Wade starts playing more meaningful minutes, and then by the time they hit the postseason, they'll be a force to be reckoned with. I don't see them getting out of the East East this year. Uh, even though the East is still weak, um, I just think they have their their issues. Where last year they were a more complete team with Kyrie. I think interesting you say that. I think Boston is Atlanta two years ago. I think they're a great regular season uh, team, not yeah. built for the playoffs. And I think the diamond in the rough for Cleveland, and if they utilize this guy more, they're going to start to win more games, is Jeff Green. Jeff okay. Green coming off the bench with that second unit, had a monster game against the Rockets. I didn't know he was on Cleveland. That's a big pickup for them right there. So their yeah. team is pretty stacked. And also, Kevin Love is going to have a ridiculous year this year. I can Yeah, and I mean, they, they still have a lot of talent. They have LeBron. And I don't put too much stock into just having LeBron in whatever cast. Like, in the past, that was true because the first Cleveland team he took against, I don't know if it was the Spurs, like, way back in his first finals, that team had no business being in the finals at all. Exactly. Like, Booby Gibson was, like, the third best player, which is kind of absurd. But, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I don't buy the, the, the story that he can just turn it on and, and take over multiple series anymore he's still really good he's still lebron he's still one of the greatest ever blah 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 but like at this point in his career there the other teams are too good so the golden states are too good i think boston will give him a run for his money again this year so we'll see yeah um bba's already taking a bathroom break season 2.1 six minutes and 52 seconds in the low budget debacle continues I don't even know what's going on here, so I'm going to do a little filibuster here, um, taking you guys with a sneak peek into season 2.1. So, some ideas we were having. We'll we'll get some feedback from our BB listeners out there. Where uh, let's we're we're thinking about branching out into some other sports, maybe some college sports. Uh, football playoffs are coming up, and uh, maybe get some guest speakers in here who have some good insight. Some former college football players. Namely, BBK, which will will introduce you to a new member of the BB squad. So, pretty excited for that. BBA, that was a record, record piss. That, that was, was impressive. My computer is running out of battery. I had to go run. For, like, Algu, <laughs> for those of you who have not heard Algu talk that much, that's because I told him to keep talking because I ran to go get my battery to charge it. And I almost just, tripped. Just a real behind the scenes. We're, we're a raw show. We're Give it we're to you guys straight. I didn't have my battery. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what you said about Cleveland, even though I didn't hear it. So, man, okay. Now, obviously, I'm biased, but CP3 and the Rocks pair with James Harden. Do we beat Golden State? <clears throat> Do the Rockets beat Golden State? No. No team in the next six years beats Golden State. Two conditions. If they stay healthy and they keep their four and and continue to fill out the roster with... And people like Iguodala and Livingston are very, very, very important. But I feel like there's enough free agents who want to go there of that caliber. They can kind of cycle them in and out. And through an 82-game season, they can find the chemistry every year with whatever crew they have around those four. So I think it can even go seven or eight. I mean, that's not possible because that, I mean, that's, that's never happened. I mean, the Bulls did it, but that was, you know, that was another special team. So we'll see. I so think the Rocks I, are doomed. So is every other team in the league. To, like, they just, you're playing in an era where it's not possible because it's one dominant team. Okay, so I disagree with you on both fronts. I don't think Iggy is very valuable to Golden State. I don't see what he brings to the table. I just defense. think he's a guy who, he's just, I mean, they have a lot of defenders. They play good team defense. I just don't, offensively, if I was to play Golden State, I would let him shoot all day. I would give him open jump shots over and over again. But there is one team that is poised to beat Golden State in three years if their roster stays together. This team has the only starting five that can compete with Golden starting Golden State starting five. Say it on three. One, two, three. The Milwaukee. Minnesota Timberwolves. No. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I They're think the both only of those team. teams. Well, Milwaukee is doomed because Giannis is going to doom them. The reason the reason that Giannis is going to doom them is because he does not have a jump shot yet. So he can develop one. There's, there's been many players, and I mean, like some players chose not to, like Tony Allen, but he was also like a, like a one Hall of Fame tool guy, just defense, defense, defense. But there's been plenty of examples in uh, NBA history of people just developing a jump shot, especially if you're that good, like Anthony Davis, like my boy. He had a jump shot. Not in college. In college, he was, he was also like. A, he was an all-around player where he's stacking the stat sheets with like nine points a game because he didn't have a good, you know, he, he wasn't, his body wasn't filled out and he didn't have a good jump shot. So he gets to the NBA, develops a jump shot, develops a post game. Alvin Gentry gets there, develops a three-point shot. So now he's, him and Boogie are going wild. We'll talk about that later. But I, when you're that good and you're going to be a top five player at some point in your career, you, I think he'll he'll figure it out. I just think he... I don't know. I don't see how you can just develop a jump shot. But the thing is, I can't see him playing alongside somebody. That's what makes me think they're doomed. I don't see him playing another uh, with some other superstar and then, then getting to the next level. So if Jabari becomes a little less injury-prone and actually lives up to his potential, you don't think that's a great duo? It's a, it's a hang-time duo. It's not a, uh, it's not a good <laughs> it, it's not a championship duo. And it's not, it doesn't have the potential to be a championship too. I think I think okay. that's the bigger thing. That, but, that was mine, but I I want you to talk about Minnesota because that's my other one. And okay, that, that's one that we're both five. really hyped on. So I Jeff love that Teague. roster. Jeff Teague at the point, Jimmy Butler at the two, Andrew Wiggins at the three, Taj Gibson probably the most underrated power forward in the NBA at the four, and Karl Anthony Towns at the five. 
Jamal Crawford off the bench. This team is poised to do incredible things. I, I, I agree. Jamal Crawford, the best street baller to ever don an NBA, NBA jersey. But the thing with Minnesota is they all can play together. They, they, they're a perfect fit for Thibodeau's system. They can all gel together. They're all, they're all cohesive. They play as a cohesive unit. They haven't quite you know, gotten together yet, but Carl Anthony Towns is a beast, and uh, Jimmy Butler is a very, very <clears throat> underrated. Uh, not underrated, but I can't believe they got him for that little. Like That's a huge acquisition on their part. Yeah, yeah. Do they still have draft picks coming up? Like, Are they going to still, from whatever trades they made in the past, are they still stocking up on stuff, or are they done with that phase? I think, I think they're done stocking up, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're done okay. with that. Um, so, yeah, watch out for yeah. Minnesota in two, three years. I think the Rockets have a good shot right now in a year or two, not to beat the Warriors, but, I mean, our strategy is to outshoot them. That's just like saying I'm going to outpunch, you know, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice, which is not going to happen. It's <laughs> <laughs> just I, not going to I I will say, no, I agree with you. Uh, I, I know you're very cynical about your team. <laughs> um, just as a cautious fan, but I think if every, if there's any team in the NBA right now that's poised to beat Golden State this year, I think it's the Rockets. They're kind of following the same, the same cycle of of play of three or a layup. They got Eric Gordon, even though you're not too hot on Ryan Anderson anymore. Ryan Anderson could still fill the, fill the three point um, stats up. James Harden's playing out of his mind again. He's one of the I'd say he's a top two player right now. Mm. He's, he's got to be a top two player. He's gonna. He's in the MVP race. I Boogie's on a bad team, but but if you see what Boogie's been doing right now, okay. Do you mean do you mean best player or having the best season? Having the best season. That's what okay. I mean right now. But at, also as the best player, he's got to be. What you got to put him in there? I mean, I guess you still have to put LeBron in there. There's always going to be the debate of Steph Curry for his offense um, versus overall play, and then Russ is in there again. I so he's he's up there for me in both, but as far as best season, like I don't know if you've seen what uh, Boogie and AD have been doing down in New Orleans right now. They're carrying the team to just above 500, which is good for about fifth in the West, which is what I would have predicted going into the season as their final landing spot. I think they're a really the best front court in the NBA with oh, a yeah. really, 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 really crappy roster around them. Just a classic inept New Orleans Pelicans team. Uh we've seen since C P three left. Uh I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of frustrating when you see that good of talent go to waste, but that's just the reality. Uh so I'm kinda of latching on to my second team, which is the Rockets. And I'm um, kinda I mean Astros did it. That was awesome, Ghost Rose, and there let's see go. if Houston can uh, get another one this this year, this season. Start started watching baseball this season. We're that good. <laughs> yeah, let's let, let's segue a little bit into that. Uh, BBA's first first foray into baseball. <clears throat> so, for those of y'all who don't know, I hate baseball. I think it's a sport that doesn't require any chemistry. As long as you have people who can hit, you don't. You could just trade for anybody. You could trade for. LeBron, D. Wade, Kyrie, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, all the same team. And it's going to work just because you don't need any chemistry to play together. And also, I have a grip against sports where you don't score. That's why I don't like soccer either. I don't like cheering for about to score. 
You know, I want to see the ball go to the basket. I want to see the ball in the end zone. I, I don't want to see like, I don't, I'm not going to get off my feet if the ball crosses the midfield line or if a guy's on second base, you know, unless it's a World classic, Series. Classic millennial instant gratification, no patience, no yeah, respect like, for the, the beauty of the game. You watch the whole game for that one second where he hits a home run and it happened a lot. It happened a lot in the World it Series. Did. I was surprised. And that's why it was, in my book, it was the best World Series I've seen. But mm-hmm. even the ones I before we were born, it's probably up there with some of the one of the best World Series of all time. Um, I, I just think okay, you have to agree with this. Hitting a baseball and a from a major league pitcher is probably one of the hardest things you can do in sports. Period. It is the hardest thing you can do in sports. And like once you have an appreciation for that. And you just like see these guys, because uh, what a good batting average, let's say three hundred. That's three out of ten. That's and and, and other arenas, that's awful. You shoot you shoot three out of ten in basketball, that's not good, you know. So just like when you get an appreciation of how hard that is, and you see these guys get out there on a big stage, bright lights, and do those things and hit home runs, and Springer just being a monster, that's what makes it good for me. Did you catch that Sports Illustrated article three years ago? I did. That was something else. The this guy article predicted, predicted the Astros to be 2017 world champions and predicted George Springer to be the MVP. That's ridiculous. And you what's know, even you know more... What, what's up? You know what happened to that guy? He was instantly abducted by the CIA, to, um, brought to an underground lab, and he's been being tested to see if he knows anything about time travel. Oh, I thought he was being interrogated for a collision with Russia. I don't no, know. Right. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe a good he knows here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the the reason the Astros we weren't supposed to win that game. That's why that, this is like game seven. You know, it's pretty evenly matched. We stole that game. We were not supposed to win. We were extremely aggressive, and we happened to get really lucky in those first two innings. Yeah, and that ended up making the difference. Like I was convinced we were going to lose. I didn't think about the parade or like trying to take off from work or do any of that stuff. And then it all became a huge deal. Like during the seventh inning. When we it just started to become a reality, so man, Beltron retired. That's crazy. Seeing how he carried us the World Series that year in two thousand five. But I'm a baseball fan now. Hopefully, hopefully we're the next Golden State in the next few years. Hey, who knows? So, they they built the team the right way, which is what I like. Yeah, kind of use the they use the farm system. They got these guys through the draft. So definitely, definitely appreciate the Astros doing it right. But so, uh. A team no, that so a team that built built themselves without using the draft this year to in my mind become the biggest threat to Golden State is Oklahoma City. Hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello. To me, the way to make it work is Carmelo's gotta be more of a Clay Thompson type player where he comes off screens and shoots and catches and shoots and that's so a rush has gotta direct the offense and Paul George has gotta be like that be all catch all like defender slash two guy but he looks really unhappy there it so that if i think they're six and seven right now what do you see as the the main problem is it their egos or like what's going on there to me the record is just a product of not i mean what Melo got traded during media day like the day before media day they just haven't played together yet that team when they get it together is going to be much scarier like people are i think it's way too early to talk about boston or houston being that great when you have a team like OKC that, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly can't see a team beating them in a seven-game series other than Golden State. 
So really, even the yeah, Rockets, even the Rockets. I don't think. I think here's my prediction for the year: we're going to finish number two and lose to them in the Western Conference semifinals, assuming hmm. they get the three seed. If they get the three seed, where if 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 OKC is not the three seed, or the yeah, if OKC is not, the, we're going to finish the two seed. If OKC is not the three seed, we're going to get to the Western Conference Finals this year. Like hands down, no question. There's no other team that can challenge us. So, my, go ahead. My well, if you're doing predictions, I'm gonna throw one out here. I predict the Pelicans. This is my joke prediction. What I wish to happen if I was a GM. I predict we're gonna mortgage our future, trade our next ten first round picks for random guys around the league to fill out our roster and build that two year contender around AD and Boogie. Get our one championship and then really, really suck when they leave and we blow it up in three years. <laughs> that's that's quite <laughs> cynical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more cynical than I am. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, Golden. I mean, Oklahoma City to me is the biggest threat to Golden State. But you know what the team to me that nobody's talking about? Nobody's talking about Washington. That team. That team is my sleeper in the East to win it. And I gotta ask you a question: Who would you rather take, Clay Thompson or Bradley Beal? That that's tough. That's tough. Both of those guys have been in their respective system. So you've never had an opportunity to see them outside of their system and how how well they play. I I think Clay Thompson's much better on defense, so I'd pick Clay. I think Clay can't lead a team, so I would take Bradley. Beal. I don't think Bradley could lead. They're I both playing off of great point guards. No, but he's averaging twenty three points a game, over fifty percent shooting as a jump. Sh- to me, when you average over fifty percent as a jump shooter, as a three point shooter like he is, that. That's ridiculous. And I don't know how good of a defender... Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think Bradley's as good as a defender, but I don't think... I think Clay's a product of the system that's around him. I think Bradley, if you put him anywhere else, will still be that same guy. Well, that's my point. We, we don't know. Uh, I, I Clay, Clay, to me, is... You're right. He, I don't think he could take his team and be that one guy who's going to... Like, Kevin Durant was, like, the point forward, pretty much... LeBron's being a point forward and everyone else who's like a real, really good, like leader of a team is like the floor general point guard. So I don't think Clay or Bradley Beal have that ability to create for them and everyone else. Like James Harden learned that skill because remember early in his career, James Harden wasn't really the guy anywhere. Even when he got to Houston, he was playing off of other point guards and then they moved him and now he's an MVP candidate every year, year in, year out. So it remains to be seen, but I think I would take Clay to pull the plug into another system. Like if you put Clay and switched him with like CJ McCollum, give him Damian Lillard, I think he'd have similar production up in Portland, something like that. I agree. I agree. I think Clay's a, Clay's a better system player than, than Bradley right. Beal is. But Bradley right. Beal is a better player to me than Clay Thompson is. Yeah. So. Who's your sleeper in the West? I I don't have one. Like the NBA this year has been so weird to me because like so many people have switched uniforms and changed. It used to be Utah. I I loved Utah, and then Gordon Hayward left, and I mean Gobert's sitting there. And do they have Derek Favors still? They do. So I, I, they're still a good team. I don't think they're really sleeper. Um, 
I, I mean, I, it's not really a sleeper, but like since Oklahoma City is doing so poorly right now, I guess they would technically be a sleeper because right now they're eighth or ninth in the West, and they can, like you said, once they get the chemistry, they'll come back. But I don't have a true sleeper like a team you would never expect to do good. If I had to pick one, you're right. Um, there's not one team because we know it's not going to happen because the West is so stacked. Um, Portland would be mine. Portland. Well, so do you, do you think they're, um, why do you think they're a sleeper? I, I mean, there's, they still have those two guys in the backcourt. Because they did exactly those two guys in the backcourt. Do you know who else is on that team? Agu? Do you know who they have on that team? They got crab. Legs. They have Miles. What's his name? Miles Leonard or something like that. Wow. Am um, I real off on that one? No, you're not. Dude, you're I actually... have I haven't followed Portland in such a long time because they always disappoint me, and like they, I think they're always going to be the team to turn up on Golden State, and like they do because of the backcourt. But I just since Aldridge left, I haven't been keeping up with them at all. So that team has a bunch of people, players people don't know. I want to test you. To see your NBA knowledge. Uh oh, I don't like this. On this edition of Who He On. Who He On. <laughs> a, a season two point one original. Who He right. On. I'm gonna ask Let's some go. no names to see where where you're at, and you should. This should be one that um, I'll ask first one. Rajon Rondo. Where is he right now? He's on my pals, unfortunately. Yeah. What? Uh, on my pals. Oh, he's on the Pelicans. All right. Vince Carter. God, uh, he got traded. Sacramento. He's in Sacramento. Wow, that's. I thought you definitely wouldn't get that one. <laughs> I I always keep tabs on my boy Vince Carter. VC, okay. what's up? Shout out VC. All right. Um, They're Canada baby. Road tripping with the with the podcast. Richard Jefferson, where's he at? So, okay, so he was with LeBron in Cleveland for a while. I'm not sure if this is a trick question that he didn't leave and he's still there or where he went to. Um, It's really tempting to get on Google right now and just Google him up. I want to say he went back to the Nets. Wow, Algu. Potatoes, my bad. That's extremely wrong. He's on the Denver Nuggets <laughs> right now. Is it Nuggets? He's on Nuggets. He got waved by the Cavs or something, and then he, <laughs> he was picked up by the Nuggets. Okay. Okay. And this is my last one. I'm, I, I was thinking about this one because nobody's really talking about this guy anymore. The fourth guy in that OKC trio. Where's Serge Ibaka? So he went to Orlando. And he was there for a hot second, and I'm not sure if he's still there or if he got moved again. I have a feeling he got moved again. Oh, wait, no, it's a Toronto. Is he still in Toronto? I'm going to say Toronto, final answer. You're right, he's still in Toronto. There you go. Okay, let's, okay, let's here, last go. one, last one, last one. By the way, before you give me a last one, you just said you'd give me four no-name players, and you named Verazan Rondo, Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, and Serge Ibaka. Nobody knows, but these are the main guys that nobody talks about. Where's Jared Jack right now? Oh, I, Jared Jack, he's, he's in Brooklyn. No. I saw him play the other the other day. He's in Brooklyn. He's on the Knicks. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I give you the city on that one. Okay, yeah. and then and then the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets is who? I could not tell you that. Who is Kenny Atkinson, Algu? Who is Kenny Atkinson? <laughs> okay, fine. You didn't do too fine. badly. I thought I did pretty good, pretty well for you English majors. Oh, wow. I don't even know which one which one's right. Wow! In the words of BBK, wow. wow, wow! You guys will you guys will hear BBK come up soon on our football podcast. But uh, before we sign off here, I just want to introduce a new segment that we we're gonna finish off with. Hopefully, most episodes with uh, the shout out section. So, love all my uh, BB listeners. You know, this thing originated a couple of years ago back down in Houston, Texas. And as BBA and a few people know, I'm making my triumphant return. There was a BB decision to go back to uh, H-Town. H-Town, my second home, like James Harden. So, big shout out to the people of Houston, uh, especially after Hurricane Harvey, Downs, Astros, Ups. Been a really roller coaster, but I'm... Uh, Happy to be going back to what I call my second home. So, shout out to the people of Houston. That's right, folks. Algu Potatoes is returning to Houston next year. And he is going to work like a dog. So, <laughs> my shout out. I had time to think about this, but I didn't really think too well. You know, I, I'm a comedian. I try to be funny with this stuff. Should I go serious <laughs> on this one? I want to give a shout out to Phil Jackson. Okay. Everybody's just crapping on that guy. He gave the Knicks their future when nobody else believed in this guy. He brought Chris Haps Przingis to the Knicks. Okay. And he. What do you? No. Uh, Okay, I'll let you go. It's your shout out. Here you go. Keep going. No, but but Chris Haps is the future of the Knicks. He's averaging thirty a game right now. He's shout out Phil Jackson. I think, um, I mean, if you look like Colonel Sanders, you walk like him too, man. But you brought the Knicks their future. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. Well, I think it's about time for us to sign off. Uh, it's been a real pleasure bringing you the season two point one. Um, we were in a little dispute with the uh, podcast store, and apparently we can't rename the last episode that was originally season two episode one, which is why we we're kind of going 2.1 so bba any last words that's it you said it all we um we're glad to be back you know just go out there execute just give it 100 percent both ends of the floor and, whatever uh, coach tells me to do everything we got do it for the team talking about practice talk about practice not a game <laughs> <laughs> all right peace peace